Have you ever thought about turning your woodworking hobby into a profession? Actually making money from your shop? Maybe you've been thinking about quitting your full-time job and making a living building furniture. Maybe you've been making some stuff and selling it, but you kind of want to go legit, turn this into a real business. Maybe you're tired of paying retail and want to get all those business discounts. But how do you go about this? Well, this is where I come in. My name's Roger Kugler. I've been a woodworker for over 50 years, and now I've been doing this professionally for about 20. I'm here to encourage you to consider woodworking as a profession, either full-time or part-time. There is a real need in this country right now for custom furniture makers, furniture repair, cabinet makers, all across the board. A lot of the old-timers, well, they're gone. My mentors are all either retired or they're dead. And I don't see a whole bunch of young people coming up in this these trades. So who's this geared towards? Everyone. Retired folks, maybe people out of work, stay-at-home parents, a college graduate who's not really sure what they want to do, a high school graduate who's not really excited about going into college, maybe a bricklayer who's starting to get a little long in the tooth and that physicality of the job is just starting to wear thin, Car mechanics, accountants, office workers, people are just dissatisfied with their jobs. Maybe you're a famous actor or a politician who just wants to do something different. I'll try to answer all your questions and give you some solid information about the pros and cons of woodworking as a profession. One caveat. I'm only talking about a one-person shop, a solo enterprise. If your dream is to start a shop and have a dozen employees, um, I can't help you with that. I've never done it, never want to. So where do we begin? I think that there are five things that you need to consider if you're thinking about turning a woodworking hobby into a profession. Number one is your desire. Why do you want to do this? What's motivating you? Is it the independence that the job would give you? Be your own boss? Work your own hours? <laughs> I joke that you get to choose any 12 hours of the day you want to work. Just joking. Not really. Perhaps it's the independence. Be your own boss. Well... All of a sudden, you've gone from one, maybe two bosses to every single customer is now your boss. Think about it. Maybe you want to make a little bit of side money, just something for the family, kind of a side gig thing, save up for a vacation. Okay, you really want to buy new tools, don't you? And you have to justify all those tools by making money with what you are using the tools for. I get it. I get it. We've all been there. We've all done it. 
And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Maybe you want to become rich. Okay, you can stop listening right now. Perhaps you're bored. Maybe you're retired, nothing really to do, tired of playing golf. Absolutely, please continue to listen. Maybe you just want to be a service to the community. You had an uncle who was a woodworker, furniture maker, he repaired furniture, everybody in the town knew him. He was a great asset. Maybe you would like to do something like that. So what are you passionate about? Maybe you like to build custom furniture. Maybe you really enjoy remodeling kitchens, new kitchen cabinets. Maybe you just need a little bit of extra cash. Maybe you just really like people and you like serving them. So figure out that desire. Why do you really want to do this? And you need to be honest with yourself. The second thing you need to consider is time. Is this something that you're thinking about just as a side gig? Maybe Saturdays, Sunday afternoons. Maybe you want to make this a full time. Maybe you want to start out part time doing just a few projects. Maybe it would morph into full time. Perhaps you're at that time of life where you have a young family, a couple kids in school, your significant other works full-time job, you have a full-time job, careers, and kids and school. Sometimes there's just a lot of stress built in there. That's the situation my wife and I found ourselves in a number of years ago. And she loved her job. My job wasn't going all that great. And we decided that I would leave my job and start doing some home repair, some furniture repair, and take care of the kids during the day. And it worked out wonderfully. A parent was always there for the kids. We've had virtually no babysitting, and I wouldn't, we would not change a thing. So give some consideration. Where are you now? Maybe you have a great job, you're really happy with it, but you just want to do something on the side. Perhaps you're in a really crappy job and you can't stand it anymore and you have to do something else. Maybe you don't have a job. Maybe the job that you used to do has gone away. So you're kind of considering doing this woodworking thing full time. Another thing to consider in here is how much cash you have. If you have a nice nest egg, you have some money that you could invest in a business, maybe some new tools, maybe upgrading the shop, you're in a good position. If you are cash poor, I would really suggest building that up. Deliver some pizzas, rake some leaves, do some handyman jobs. Build up a nice little nest egg because it does take some money to get a good woodworking business off the ground. But I would not let that stop me from considering this as a profession. One thing I would caution you about right up front is debt. It's incredibly easy to break out that piece of plastic and just 
buy all kinds of stuff. Guaranteed, down the road, you will regret that. So, number three. What skills do you have right now? Where are you starting from? If you've been woodworking for a number of years, you probably have a pretty good skill set. If you're brand new to this, don't really know anything about it, don't let that dissuade you. You might have a little steeper learning curve than somebody who's been doing this for a while. But we all have started someplace. One thing I can guarantee, wherever you are right now, it's not enough. There is so much to learn, both from running a business side and from the actual woodworking, building, creating, repairing side. I don't think woodworkers ever stop learning. There is just so much you can do in the world of woodworking. This is something that you're just always going to be doing. You're always going to be reading books and magazines and and cruising the internet, taking classes and seminars, going to trade shows, talking with other craftsmen. It never really ends. And that's what I find so incredibly exciting about it. The work is not boring. Now, it can be repetitive at times, but... I've never considered it boring. Number four, where are you going to do your woodworking? Your workspace is incredibly important, and honestly, it may be one of the biggest barriers to entry that you have. You may have been tooling along in your basement workshop, maybe in your two-car garage, and it's worked out fine. You can continue to do that. It just kind of depends on where you want to take your business to. Some people start out in the basement and two months later, they're driving stakes in the ground out back for a standalone workshop. I'm so envious of you people. Perhaps you want to rent space to get this thing started. You'll just have to work that overhead into your, your, your business plan and see how, how all that works out. A lot of people face electrical issues. They just don't have enough power coming into the space to operate the tools that they really need. I was fortunate enough a number of years ago, my sister married an electrician. And over a a long weekend, we totally rewired my workshop at basically cost, and it has been wonderful ever since. We'll talk more about that in a, a future episode. Maybe you have a nice two car garage unattached with no heat or no air conditioning. If you live in Minnesota, or Texas, that could be a real barrier to your business. So these are things that you have to to consider. None of these are insurmountable, but they do weigh heavily in your decision-making. And the fifth and final one, the one that everyone wants to talk about, and honestly, I think is one of the lowest ones to consider, is tools. 
Everybody loves tools. You can buy tools. You can sell tools. You can make tools. If you don't have a lot of tools right now, I wouldn't really let that hold you back very much. As you acquire cash, you can acquire tools. My philosophy is buy the tool you need when you need it. Spend as much money as you can afford on that tool. And I'm a very firm believer in the saying, he who dies with the most tools has probably spent money foolishly. So don't let a lack of tools hold you back. You can start small, you can work up. We all did. If you think woodworking professionally is something you want to do, or you're still not quite sure, stay tuned to the next podcast episode where we'll take a deep dive into who can do this and what are your expectations. And I have a customer walking up, so I'm going to end this podcast right here.